Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman. All right, Logan, NFL owners meetings, the annual league meeting happening at the Biltmore out in Phoenix. By the way, if you ever get a chance to go to that, go. That is one of the dumb, nicest hotels I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, Have you been to the event before? Meetings. Is the event good for media people to go to? Um, it's very silly, to be honest. Um, oh, really? You kind of there's not really a lot. I think I think actually one of the things that we're going to talk about here, the main thing we're going to talk about here, is the rules changes. Right. That's actually something that I found interesting because you're kind of sitting around in a hotel lobby waiting for meetings to get out so you can chase down owners to be told no, we're not talking to you. So it's a very stupid event in that way. But the NFL does have like a bunch of press conferences. Goodell will speak. Um, and then they have like a meeting with whoever the VP of officiating is or some high level person with the referees and they go over specific calls. And I remember like a couple of things that went, they went over in the film session and then being able to talk about them way more intelligently uh-huh. on the beat during the year when they would come up, because these are the types of things that come up in games. And like that was back when they were adjusting the catch rule. And I think they were kind of fixing it and it gotten way out of whack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we want it. And, and they basically flat out were like, we would like it to be the 50 people in a bar rule. If 50 people in a bar think it's a catch, we need to write the rule in a way that it's going to be a catch. We can't right. do these stupid technicalities. Anymore. Is that the video that Troy Vincent does or is it a different video? Um, it might have been Troy, but it might have been someone else, to be honest. It might have been more someone on the officiating side. Okay. But they, like that person is up leading a meeting. I see. I like see. A press, it, it, well, not really a meeting, a press conference. And so they go through stuff and then it's like, Hey, do you have any questions? It might've been Carl Sheffers actually, um, who's refereed yeah. a bunch of Super Bowls. Um, and then it's like, Hey, and it's really weird because you see Carl Sheffers not in a referee outfit and you're like, Whoa, look at yeah, that it's guy. Weird. You're That's in weird. real clothes. Um, and well, the reason, like, you get the reason I bring that up is because yeah. like you, we get that as players, you get that same video, but it's right. It's put on by the NFLPA and the vice president of the NFLPA is Troy Vincent. That's why I brought that mm-hmm. up. So I wasn't sure if it was the same video, but I'm sure it's the same content. Seemingly. Yeah. Same stuff. And they use, they use the same plays as examples and they're like pulling the old Calvin Johnson play. And, yeah. You know, uh, there was some play for one of the Steelers. I just remember the, there was a Steelers play in it. Um, so I think it was like, it's actually a, maybe it was like a Steelers Eagles game. And there was like a Zach Ertz touchdown. That was like very, the one where he's like diving across the goal line. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah explaining like why this is this why that is that so it's 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 very well done um on that realm but to answer your question no it's it's uh 
So it's, it's a bad like- event in terms of access. It's a great event because you generally get to just sit around at a stupidly nice hotel. And then like that was back when I was on the beat, that was our one chance typically to do interviews with some of the higher ups. Oh, I see. Um, and so you get your one meeting with Bruce Allen per year. Right. And so nailed down on a couple of questions there. And like, we all got 10 minutes and you get your 10 minutes with Bruce and, and you do it. And it was the only time I ever interviewed Bruce one-on-one, not a memorable experience. <laughs> I was going to say like, it's, it sounds very different than like the combine or the senior bowl, even where you do have kind of like this really cool access because people are out eating dinner. You bump into people all the time, but this is not that. No, kind it's, of it's Well, it might be a little different. Cause like I always, I went in typically like it was a 36 hour trip for me. Okay. So it was like in early on one morning, which is kind of how I did the combine this year, which I will not be doing next year. I will be going for longer. Uh, but you know, in, in early one morning, stay all day, stake out the hotel, uh, report, whatever there is to report to catch up with your media buddies. Cause you're all doing the same thing, kind of waiting for these meetings to break and then they break and it's chaos and you go, you know, all right, Robert Kraft's holding court over here. Dan's definitely not talking ever. Um, obviously, Tanya will be there uh, now for her last time, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you try to get whoever you can and be told no by you know the Washington people. Um, and then you stay one night, do the same thing the next day, and leave on a, a late flight. <laughs> but if you're like, this time, because this is actually, I think, is relevant and interesting, like, because the commander's sale is kind of happening in the background here. Mm-hmm. I know like JP and Michael and Kime and like one, everybody's out there. Like yeah. it was kind of one of those events where like some of the beat guys would go, some wouldn't. Everybody is out there. Um, now you're saying now, or- now because of the fact that we didn't know that there probably won't be news and there still might not be, but there are, are some things happening. And maybe before we get into the, the on-field rule changes, I can run through some of that stuff real quick of what could be potentially happening on the sale. Um, but it's also a multi-day thing where it's like, Hey, you don't want something to happen on Tuesday and then you're not there. So these, all the reporters are going to be staying all the way through. And my my guess is they probably, and this is a little bit nerdy and, and I will say is also a little bit speculative, but like just to lay out some possibilities uh, from people who have been covering this, I caught my eye, Logan, that the finance committee is meeting and that Mm. the, like, the one place that the commander sale might be being discussed is the finance committee. Mm, And the reason I think that's interesting is because there's not a deal to consider. It's not like, as far as we know, it's not like there's a deal in place and the finance committee is meeting to approve it and look through all the the data. There's no deal. So why would the finance committee be meeting? Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that potentially has been a hiccup in getting this thing across the finish line is the debt limits and the cash requirements. Okay. And so, and this is something that is relevant to the commander sale and all future sales, because I don't know how much you follow like this stuff in general, in general, but the NFL has kind of reached a problem where teams are worth too much money. 
mm. that the pool of who could potentially buy them is restricted. Right. And so how do they expand that pool? Because there's plenty of rich people. Right. But how many of those rich people are liquid enough to meet the liquidity requirements to buy an NFL team? Yeah, so there's, you have to have 30% of your total value in cash and you're only allowed to take on so much debt to get there. Right. And what they might do is vote to bring those limits down I see. because what, what they don't want and, and to think about it, right. When Dan bought the team, it was a billion, uh, it was an $880 million sale, but I'm going to use a billion just for the sake of easy math Right. at 30% liquidity. That's 300 million in cash. Right. There are plenty of rich people that have 300 million in cash Right. at a $6 billion valuation. That's 2.8 billion in cash. It's a lot the number of, cash. of people. Yeah. The number of people that have 2.8 billion in cash is like the Walton family that just brought the Broncos and everyone that's richer than them. Cause they're the 11th richest people in America. So it's like, in terms of people bidding on this team, it's Bezos and that's it. That's really interesting, actually. I mean, I think, yeah. And, and if they were to kind of at this financial, what did you say? Finance, the committee, finance if, committee. Yeah. Yeah. If they were to kind of make a decision about that, you know, kind of open up some of the, some flexibility from the, from the, from the bidders, I guess, which is interesting. So Right. So if you all of a sudden bring that down to 25%, 20%, you're still getting super rich people because the team values have exploded where right. it used to be like, oh, well, we don't want someone who's only got 300 million in cash because all of a sudden they have one deal go bust and, and they're, you know, that now the team is owned by the bank. Like you're talking about someone who's still got, you know, a billion and a half in cash. Right. Like that's fine. And then, you know, they can, they can take on some extra debt. And then the last piece is, do they allow private equity as minority investors? Right. And I think that's probably a no brainer in the long term anyway. Um, the, the real like rip the bandaid off is do you allow foreign sovereign wealth funds in which the NBA is considering? Um, so that's that gets very different uh, discussion in terms of some geopolitics that get involved and who you want owning your teams. Uh, we don't need to go there for sure. But those are the kinds of things that I think potentially could be on the table that could affect this sale and help it get over the finish line but also would affect all future sales, which is why I think it's worth discussing for the league because the, sure. the pool of bidders has just gotten so small. That's really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. So when would that meeting take place and when would the news uh, kind of come out? It's at it- some point over the next, it's either today, we're recording this Monday, it's either today or tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, that meeting Yeah, happens. so that'll be really interesting to see what comes out of that for sure. Yeah. I, I think I, that's really compelling actually. Yeah, and I, again, I don't know that that is on the table necessarily and whether or not like, I'm sure it's on the table to be discussed, Right. I don't know whether it's going to get ultimately voted on and, and that could change the dynamics of the sale. But um, Evan Novi Williams from Sportico, uh, who's on top of all this stuff, mentioned all those things that are kind of being bantied about behind the scenes when he was on the show last week. And so I do think that like when when all of a sudden it came out that from I think it was Albert Breer that the finance committee uh, is one of the places the commander sale could be discussed as well as in a private like only the top owners session. Uh, that, that to me is what was going on in my head of the things that could ultimately be discussed. 